Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. 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 I'm 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And on Cinnabuds today, we're talking about Doolittle. We have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. I'm unavailable. You can talk to animals. Yes. Doolittle yep. is um, a new rebrand of Doolittle. He talks to the animals. Yeah, Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Uh, this one's got Robert Downey Jr. and an incredibly star-studded cast. Yeah. $175 million budget. Is that true? $175 million. What they wanted to do is make this a, they want to make this a franchise. Oh. And so they put all of this money into it, front loaded this whole thing, Boy. packed it with stars, <laughs> threw so much money at it, hoping that it's going to be this big, enormous hit and yeah. then spawn a, a franchise of people that will love all the offshoots and all of I'm the sure follow ups. <laughs> All the follow-ups that happened. I hate to disappoint you guys. Oh, what do you think, Christopher? Here, I'm going to say this because I thought of it. Uh, yeah. This movie do little for me. <laughs> oh, my God. However. How long were you sitting on that? Just about four days. <laughs> I will say this, however. I can't say that uh-huh. because oh, no. for some weird reason, oh, no. I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I don't, and I, I gotta be, I'm gonna be 100% up front. I, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> but I don't know why. When I was watching it, I was like, what's the big deal? This is. Is this your, your cats moment? Yeah, well, this I will say, where, I, where say I, I loved cats. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love Doolittle? I love this article title that says, it's flat and hokey, but it's certainly not cats. Oh, so I wow. I like that cats is okay. the benchmark now for just a terrible movie. I loved cats. Um, so a benchmark for a great movie. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know what happened. I was sitting there. I was like, let's get this over with. And I was like, perfectly charmed by the movie. Wow. I, I thought <laughs> we've got a lot to talk I've also about. Been Ill we got, we've got, uh, we've got a lot to get into. I didn't think that this movie was terrible. I, yeah. I, I didn't think that it was atrocious. It was just so okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like. I love kids' movies. I was surprised that you wanted to see this because yeah, this was, is very was, much a movie that I would be like, so I think we should see Doolittle. I'm surprised <laughs> that I saw that I enjoyed it. I'm surprised that I even wanted sort to. of suggested it a couple of times. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess I was like being really coy too. I'm like, I guess we can see Doolittle. <laughs> like, why didn't you know that I would take the bait? I love stuff like yeah. this. I I <laughs> thought that it was it was very just okay. Yeah. Um, super middle of the road. We'll never rewatch it. I, you know, for kids' movies, I think the bar is like you want to have a movie that you want to rewatch that you yeah. can like can watch again and again and again. I think there's no reason to watch this movie I think again. I might watch it again. Oh my lord! I mean, like if it were on Netflix and I just kind of was like, what am I going to have this on? I find Robert Downey Jr. I granted he just does the same thing over and over again, and he kind of did here, but he was a little different in this one. Oh yeah, he was different because he had an <laughs> accent that you could absolutely not place at all. That oh. was jarring. Hey, hold on, and so weird, and just turned me off so much. It was 
easily one of two accents. So I will say it's it a was little easily off. Yeah. one, e- easily one of two accents. Not place at all. I can give you a general vicinity <laughs> of the earth it was from. Of, of two different places that it might be from. I can from. give you a continent it is from, sir. I'm just saying you, can you are slightly this accent. It is not from Antarctica or Africa. It was either Welsh or it was Scottish. Okay. <laughs> but granted, I don't know which. Okay. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into the finer points of Doolittle, and we're going to talk about what else we're watching this week uh, right after the break. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Okay, we are back with Doolittle. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um, this movie, as we were saying, has money and yeah. it has actors. Let's just run through the incredible yeah. cast that is Doolittle. They had Robert Downey Jr. at the helm as Doctor Doolittle. They had Antonio Banderas, uh, who plays like a you know like an actual person. He plays a villain. Um, Michael Sheehan. Uh, also plays yeah. a real person. But then the voices were uh, Rami Malek, John Cena, Camille Nanjiani, Octavia Spencer, Tom Holland, Selena Gomez. This thing was absolutely packed yeah. with celebrity voices. And as you said before, it was the $175 million budget because they want to spin this into you know a whole bunch of follow-ups. <laughs> And it's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm on IMDb right now. It's got a 5.6. I think a 5.6 is absolutely exactly what this movie should have. Uh, I'd go 6.5. Okay. (laughs) It was also, um, there was a bunch of drama with the directors. It, like, ended up being credited to Stephen Gagan, but it was uh, a mess because they went through a bunch of different directors and... It you know it's kind of like never why a good sign. Up, yeah, never a good sign. What did you tell I me more about know. why what you liked about this? So I do I did find Robert Downey Jr. entertaining. I find okay. I, let's stop right there. Oh, I am telling you currently, he he was he was um his usual self except for instead of being like a jerk and charming, he was like befuddled and charming. Oh, Which my. He doesn't I could do not disagree much. more. I went going into this. It was like Robert Downey Jr., renowned for being a jerk, right. and being likable in an unlikable way. Yeah, smarmy, swar, swar, smarmy. Why would he be <laughs> the guy that talks to the animals? It's Why? acting, and he's also <laughs> acting like he's not those things. Also, have you seen the Eddie Murphy versions? I have not actually. The Eddie Murphy versions, Eddie Murphy is a great Doolittle. Yeah. Because Eddie Murphy carries that performance. He is, like, they are children's movies. Right. So he he is, he's too big. There's a lot of fart jokes. A lot of fart jokes in this movie. Um, they're like, Oh, there's a good one. There's a really good, big fart joke in this movie. There's a one big fart joke. Loved it. 
Uh, <laughs> well done. But Eddie Murphy carried that, and yeah. he carried the franchise. And when you're looking for someone to carry the franchise, they have to be big, charismatic, and likable. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was that for those old Doolittle movies. Robert, uh, Robert Downey well. Jr. had he was so not likable. He had a he, this weird accent the whole time. He didn't do anything where you're like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. I love that guy. What was your favorite moment that he did in this movie? Yes, when he pulled. <laughs> Things out of a dragon's butt. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what happened, but I went into this movie thinking, oh, i just kind of curious. And I was waiting, like, okay, it must get bad soon. I, I do agree that it was flat. Like, it wasn't, none of this was my favorite movie. No. But the, I enjoyed it so much more than I thought. I do, one thing I liked about it was. I think you thought that you were going to enjoy it, and then you confirmed that you enjoyed it. I mean, that's also possible. That's literally the the option every time you watch a movie. True. Is one of the You other. wanted to watch this. <laughs> wanted to watch Because you thought it was going to be charming, it, and then he was it. charming in your mind. He was charming. He's, he's sad about his wife dying, and then he gets he gets pulled into this thing he doesn't want to do by all these adorable animals. I think a big part of it, too, is I do think all of those people, those huge celebrities you listed, were all really fun as the, different animals. I like the different personalities that animals had, not just in their voices and their, but the, I really love the costuming in the movie very much. Sure, I actually stood out for me. I was like, "This is a fun." Whoever did that for a kids' movie, like, yeah, this is what I want to see: colorful patchwork things, weird big braids on people. I enjoyed that part of it. I, visually, I like this movie quite a bit. The only like side bits that I liked the most was Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. Played an ostrich, and I think that Camille was great. He was really funny. He, he was so his funny. Head in the pot or the hand. He was he was definitely the funniest character. And also there was a squirrel. Yeah, played by uh Greg Robinson. Yes. Who wanted revenge. Who wanted revenge. I and that was, was funny. That was so funny. Yeah. That was the funniest bit in the entire movie. Um Agreed. was that. And then also there's a a bit character, I think his name was Fred, who was on a boat that they get. And they were like brushing off like all this stuff that ha- that's on the boat, and it's like sinking, and it's like clearly that they haven't. No one has been on the boat in years. Yeah. And then they like uncover this thing, and there's like a guy there, and he's Fred, and he. You remember that part? Who, what was he? He was like in shackles, oh, and he yeah. just he's, got, he's like, hey. Oh yeah, that's that was right. very funny. I, uh, I I like the look of the film. I found it charming and uh, surprising. I would say it's a great movie for kids, but. For like most adults, probably are going to be kind of bored by it. One thing that perplexed except me, except for me, because I have fever. One thing that perplexed me in this movie yeah. was that Doctor Doolittle he talks to the animals. True, he talks to the animals in their animal language. Yeah, so he talks to a dog in dog language. Yeah, he talks to an ostrich in ostrich language. Oh, I know what you're going to say, but then. All of them understand each what other. he's saying. Well, and they, they all, all understand yeah, each, each other. other too, yeah. So it posits the theory <laughs> that all animals are multilingual. It does, yeah. And they can all talk to each other. Which I feel like has been established in other films where like, yeah, animals get each other, but we don't because we're human. But then they take on the characteristics of humans. I think it would be more interesting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if like the ostrich had a set of ostrich beliefs that he didn't act <laughs> like a human, but he acted like an ostrich. You want to get into the dogma of each yes, animal's I want to systems. know what we can learn from them. Oh, sure. 
Well, he, at the beginning, he took on a lot of their uh, attributes, too. He, like, rolled over on his back, played dead because he was hiding. He did a lot of those things, too. I did like the transition from him, like, growling and barking at the dog to, to make you understand that he's talking to them in their language to the transition of him speaking English just because it's easier for kids and for yeah audience to understand. Yeah. It was a nice transition, like, oh, I see what's happening. Okay, good. Hey, you liked cats. <laughs> Let's focus on that. Do you, this do is you, certainly no cats, <laughs> says some source I did not I did not identify. Do you have more to say about Doolittle? I have zero left to say about Doolittle. Okay. I don't care if you see it. I want <laughs> It was okay. It was, it okay. was not it was not yeah, awful. It was not awful. I would say if you take your kids to see this, that would be great if you could see it by yourself like I did. You're probably a weirdo. <laughs> but you know what? Let your freak flag fly. Um, but go see something in the theater because that's fun. Yeah. Okay. What else are we watching? Um, my favorite segment. <clears throat> You've been a better theater goer lately than I have. I have not gone to the theater as well, much as I should have. I saw 1917. Yeah. It was okay. It was like exactly what we thought it was going to be, which big we war were. Movie? Yeah, it's a big war movie. It, we just keep, we just keep making those, man. And they just here's the really, thing I don't like is that this comes out of nowhere. Like I didn't even hear about it to be honest. And suddenly it's released in a few places, and then it's immediately nominated, and now it's the front runner for the Oscars. Yeah, and it like won all the awards. It won the Golden yeah. Globe before it was in theaters. And all so these other movies that we've had time to like talk about and like, yeah, have kind of made their way into our consciousness. The they're just, I don't know. I just find that frustrating. My friend said that 1917 was like a shrimp buffet, where that sounds great. Where it's like <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, this 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 editing technique of that it's all one shot is cool and then it's just that over and over and then you eat like you eat a plate of shrimp and you're like this is great yeah. shrimp is awesome and then you eat a second plate and you're like okay and then by the end you're like all they got is shrimp yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that is that was like 1917 also it was like i think i think the the technique the the shtick was that it was like all in one shot and I found myself just thinking, okay, did they cut here? You know, it yeah. was hard to not think about the technique the entire time. Oh, yeah. When it's like a tick, it's 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 a technique. I think that is supposed to. I think the design is supposed to be so lifelike, you know, that you're yeah. not supposed to notice it at all because it's the closest to like how you experience the world. Right. But I, I found myself, and I, I don't think that I was probably the only one that found themselves thinking this is still a movie and they had to do cuts. Where did they do yeah, these cuts? Some of those things are gimmicky and they're like intended to be like, oh, the people talk about this, but it distracts from the film. Bird Birdman was another one where I like, liked Birdman. I liked Birdman. I don't think it was necessary for if them this to do was, the If this was the first, thing, yeah. yeah, if this was the first movie that did it, if Birdman like didn't exist, and I'm sure there are other movies, yeah. but that was a huge one that existed and was up yeah. for a bunch of awards, it would be like more groundbreaking. But since it also is a technique that's been done before. Yeah. All right. The other best thing that I watched yeah. recently, um, I watched Gates of Heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen Gates yes. of Heaven? Okay. So um Gates of Heaven, Errol Morris. Mm-hmm. Me and my me and my buddy what well, I have realizing I'm thinking of Days of Heaven. So okay. I have not seen Gates of Heaven. Okay. <laughs> so I have Criterion, which is a, a fancy schmancy channel? Criterion channel. Mm-hmm. It's a fancy schmancy app for movie snaps. Um, and, uh, we were like trolling around and like, well, we should watch. And I was like, oh, we should watch a bunch of like less blank has a bunch of documentaries. Have yeah. you ever watched a less blank documentary? Uh, name, name them. My um, brain is really 
smooth and dry right now. Gap, <laughs> Gap Tooth Woman. I've not seen it. Oh, uh, it's just, it's a documentary. It's like a 25-minute documentary oh, about women who have gap teeth. How do you feel about your daughter having a gap? I think it's great. I didn't used to think it was great when I was a child because I was always compared to monkeys and howdy doody and everything like that. But after Lauren Hutton, she's just been a big inspiration just for her gaps in her teeth. To me, she's changed my way of thinking and the way I feel about myself. I feel a lot better. My girlfriend one day came up and she goes, look at this in Vogue magazine. Here's Lauren Hutton. She's got this big gap in her teeth. You don't have to um, And it's just like a bunch of like weird, esoteric, um, just like slice of, there's like, we watched one about garlic. And then we, we watched uh, this documentary that Les Blank made called Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe. I have heard of that, yeah. And the documentary is about Werner Herzog eating guess. a shoe. <laughs> yeah. And he eats the shoe because he made this bet that his friend Errol Morris wouldn't make this movie or couldn't make this movie Gates of Heaven. And he made the movie Gates of Heaven and it got you it got entered into this festival. Yeah. And he said, you know, if it if it gets into the festival, I will eat my shoe. And so then he eats the <laughs> shoe as like uh, making good on his word. It's very like Werner Herzog like being uh, it he he does it him being a good sport and also like you know, to get more people to see this yeah. movie as well and also to do something weird. About the eating of the shoe. Yeah. Does he, is there like a rubber sole on the shoe? They, uh, they prepare the shoe at Chez Panisse, <laughs> which is a super, super famous <laughs> restaurant in yeah. Berkeley. And, and it's like, it's in the, it's like in the mid seventies or it's in the late seventies at like at the top of Chez Panisse, you know, yeah. like at the top of this groundbreaking restaurant that changed the way that people um, ate that made local food that changed the menu every day. It was like a prototype for all the restaurants that exist now. Yeah. And so it was like cool just to like see Chez Panisse, but they, they make it, they make it at Chez Panisse and with like chef Alice Waters, like one of the most famous chefs uh, ever to exist, um, like makes it with him and they, they like boil it this like leather shoe yeah. for like hours and hours, like in a bunch of like, like to make garlic edible, and to make it like edible and softer. And uh, and then he like eats part of the the leather shoe, and it's so funny. That's and we impressive. watched it, and we're just like so um, smiley about watching <laughs> Werner Herzog eats well, a shoe. I mean, honestly, I'll watch Werner Duck Herzog do anything. I know, and that was it. And so then we were deciding what we should watch, and we were like, we we were on Criterion, and they had Gates of Heaven, and we we're like, yeah. that's the movie that Werner Herzog ate right. the shoe about. And so then we watched Gates of Heaven, and Gates of Heaven is about people that make pet cemeteries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it's follow, it's like early documentary filmmaking. There's like no they don't like show the names for anybody, but they kind of like they the way that Errol Morris does it is he interviews a couple people and then you hear the story that they build. You hear the like the struggles that they have. Yeah making money at a pet cemetery and then they follow they like go to this other pet cemetery that's run by like this father and his two sons and the two sons are like really different but really unique in their yeah. own ways like one is like very business minded and the other one is like a classic hippie and they're just so like they're so distinct characters <laughs> they're 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 true real life characters and it's so well done and was so much fun to watch and it was a great, like, completing the circle from Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe yeah. about this movie, Gate, 
Gates of Heaven and then watching Gates of Heaven was just so much fun to yeah. like do that. Well, you can't go wrong with Errol Moore's documentaries. He's yeah. like the father of modern father of documentary. Movie. Yeah. He's amazing. So, Errol Morris and Les Blank, a great documentary pioneers watching watching both of them. That's if excellent. You, you know, if people haven't seen that, definitely. Yeah, so. definitely want to check that out. I, I like the Errol Morris. I mean, I want to watch Werner Herzog eat a shoe too. Yeah. What do you watch? Um, I watched uh, a 1969 martial arts film. Oh, which one? Have Sword Will Travel. Where did you watch it? Um, I believe I was on um, Amazon Prime. Have Sword Will Travel? Yeah. That sounds good. The trampoline budget alone on this film <laughs> must have been through the roof. <laughs> I mean, it, it's oh, one of those, God. it's like I'm mostly clearly on a set, but it's really nicely shot. There's some really fun scenes in it. Is it in the 60s? Uh, 69, yeah, late, late, oh, late 60s. God, and it, prime um, time. They are just constantly trampolining off. Like the 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 jumps in the movie are hilarious. It's really good though. It's very a sad kind of love story too. And um, but it's also it's mostly just over the top, visually really cool uh, martial arts movie. Half Highly recommend. Yeah, will travel. Highly recommend that one by uh, Cheng Che. And then um, I also watched, um, what else did I watch? Oh, I finally watched A Ghost Story by David Lowry. That is on, it's on my my list on Netflix, and it's on my has been on my list in Amazon forever. Yeah. And it's just been sitting there, and every day I'm like, should I watch that? And then I haven't. Here's the thing. What was, uh, what, what's the deal? Was it David good? Lowry is great. He's been, he was at the festival a couple of times. He's super nice. Yeah. He's done a lot of these really cool indie films, but he also did the uh the puff the magic dragon re, re okay uh the retelling of that it's like they wasn't called puff the magic dragon was it but anyway disney he did a disney film a couple years ago too but he does these thoughtful quiet indie films a lot um ain't them body saints was i think his first feature okay but anyway it is a go is a story about this couple and the and uh, Casey Affleck and Runa Mara Mari. Okay. Runa Mari? Why am I saying that weird? You are saying Runa that Mara? Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. I switched nice. it switched it around. It. Um and uh, then he dies and his ghost comes back to right. the house. Right. But his ghost is manifested by classic kids Halloween costume, just sheet. the sheet and the two blank eyes, which I thought when I'd heard about this movie being made, I thought that was, oh, it's like a subtle comedy. It's not in any way. It's just this strange, and I don't understand the effect and why it they do it, but it does add this, like, it works. absurd element. He, it, at one scene where he sees another ghost in another house, and they're wearing a sheet, but her, their sheet has flowers on it. It's like that flower. <laughs> it's like a flowered sheet. It's not funny. It, it's just a cute, it's just like a weird, absurd element to this movie that is, and let me be very clear, absurdly slow that's what i heard i was like it is it's like a two hours of just it's not, it's not quite the, the 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 good thing is an it's, hour and it's half. not two hours it's like a um it is it's 90 minutes okay but it feels like it's <laughs> two and two hours but not because it's bad there but there is a scene um where rooney mara is eating a pie she eats like the whole pie it's actually kind of a dramatic scene she's grieving she, people are sending her food it must be a solid three minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but really think about that time. movie time. There's a scene where you see 
him under the sheet. She identifies his body. Um, and then she walks away. And then him under the sheet, kind of a distant shot. The long, nothing. It's just still shot of that for, like, bravely long time. I find it, mm. the movie very brave in the sense that, like, you are going to sit with that for a minute. Like, yeah. You kind of know what's going to happen. But, man, you really have to sit with a lot of stuff. So the first time I tried to watch it, I watched about 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is really lovely. It's beautifully shot, but I am can't, I can't sit through it so long. So I finally did make it through the rest, and I could not believe what happens. The scope of the film, beyond what I had originally watched, is so impressive and thoughtful and sweet and uh, surprisingly uh, large in its like philosophical scope. Mm. Um, it's a really brilliant movie, and it's it's a challenge to get through the first half, I'll be very honest with you, because of the slow pacing, but it is worth it. I am going to watch that now. It's phenomenal, yeah. I was, I'm glad I gave it another go. Ghost Story. Ghost Story, yeah. You know what I have watched? What's that? It's not good. I mean, you it was watched Cats good. again? No, I <laughs> went to Disneyland. Yeah. So I went, was in L.A. And uh, we went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah. And I thought, how does oh, that movie hold up? Rewatched Pirates of the uh, Caribbean? I was like, yeah. I haven't seen it since 2003, since it came out. That Johnny Depp character just blew up so much. Yeah. And I was like, is it good? And so I rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean. It's very good. Yeah. It, 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 the way that they tell the story in it, it starts off with like the, this gold piece, like triggers the pirates to come in. Right. And then for the first like half, like you don't know why you think that they're just after this gold piece right. because they're pirates. Right. But then it's like, then the big switch where they are spoiler, the pirates are cursed. Yeah. And they like walk into the moonlight and you see that yeah. they are cursed. And then you you hear that they, they need this in order to not be cursed. And the whole trajectory of the plot line changes. Yeah. And then it's like a whole different movie for the second half. Yeah. It's really compelling and really well done. And I was so surprised at how engaging and how much um I like this. A lot movie like it's a lot like Doolittle. I mean, very similar this character. Is over. This is very over. similar character. This podcast Charming, is over. Seems kind of drunk. Done. We're done. <laughs> We're over. So All what right. you're saying is that Doolittle is as good as Pirates of the Caribbean. And how did you feel about Cats again? Let's just go over that one. Right. Loved it. Uh, Doolittle. See it if you want to. Yeah. Not gonna hurt you. Go to the movies for sure. Go to movies for sure. That's one option. <laughs> um, things that we watched: um, Have Sword Will Travel, Yeah, Ghost Story, Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe, and Gates of Heaven. Yeah, watch all those. That's great. All right, uh, this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. the Newski? And crafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, thank you. Oh, we get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're so cute. And the one person that we have to thank more than anyone who's for that? giving us his time, his wisdom, his know-how. Oh, we should think who's that person. And his laughs. Christopher Pollard. Oh, thank you, Kate Polly. Because you know who else we should thank? No one else. I think we've <laughs> gotten to the end of the list. <laughs> All right. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friend.